0: to the sermon webcast of Good News Lutheran Church of Mount Hoare, Wisconsin. The following sermon was preached on Sunday, June 23rd, 2019 on the basis of Philippians 1, verses 18 through 26. I don't know if you heard or read about recently the distressing story of 17-year-old Dutch teenager Noah Potthoven. She suffered from depression, PTSD, and anorexia from sexual abuse in her young past. This drove her to see life as no longer a life, but a struggle and fight against her unbearable suffering. Her desire to live became lost, and you can read more about her story online, but the reason it was such a big story is because it confronted the question whether doctors should aid in someone's, someone's desire to end their suffering. But there's a deeper issue at hand, a deeper issue which Paul confronts in our text today. Life and death, where life seems like this unbearable life with nothing but misery to it, where death seems like this daunting and scary end. Both seem like losing propositions, a lose-lose but Paul tells us they are not. In a world where we can oftentimes find it difficult to find joy, hope, clarity, or sense in this life, such as Noah Potthovin's case, we can very easily distrust God, become consumed with hopelessness, and wonder how God could make our life and death into something good. It seems life and death could only ever be losses. A lose-lose predicament we're stuck in. But Paul says otherwise. Paul speaks of a win-win that overcomes this lose-lose predicament. A win-win that is Christ. A win-win that is found in Christ and his life and death. A win-win that shows whether in life or death they're not losses, but they are wins. It's a win-win with Christ. Why? Because our life cannot dampen our gospel joy, and our death cannot destroy our gospel joy. And when we look at Paul's current situation, we can wonder, how could he find this win-win with Christ? Paul had been traveling all over with his mission journeys, and had this grand mission plan of gospel proclamation, even going as far as Spain. But it all came to a halt in Jerusalem, where he was imprisoned, which brings us to his current situation, being under house arrest in Rome, awaiting his appeal to Caesar, the hearing of his appeal to Caesar. Yet, he still writes this, Yes, and I will continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. How could Paul say this? Shackled up in chains, under constant watch of the Roman palace guard, These don't sound like matters of rejoicing, let alone be certain it'll all work out. This situation of Paul's just looked like nothing but a huge loss. However, Paul saw that his present situation wasn't affected by anything. Well, what does that mean? Well, his present situation did not affect his eternal situation. He goes on to confidently say he will in no way be ashamed. Well, what would make him so bold to say this? Well, Paul had the comfort of the one who took upon himself the shame of all sinners, Jesus Christ. And Paul was comforted with glory, worth, and salvation in Jesus. Paul had the comfort that Jesus wouldn't allow his message, nor his believers, to be ashamed or come to nothing. God would turn everything out for the salvation of all, including his, for the salvation of all with the advancement of his gospel. And with this, he could see his life as not a loss, not a loss in any way, but rather, he could see it as a win. His life was a win with Christ, because now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body. Now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body. Paul's win, our win, is that in life, Christ is forever exalted. We can look at Christ's life and suffering, which seemed like a huge loss, and see a complete win. Paul here highlights the power that is shown in weakness, harrowing circumstances, or whatever may show Christ to be lesser. Paul tells us that nothing in this life, nothing in this life could ever dampen our gospel joy. The forgiveness of sins peace, rest, and true life in Jesus. No one or nothing in this life could ever rob us of such joys. Christ being exalted in our weaknesses, our harrowing circumstances, and any of that is never a loss, but always a win. Christ's power is made perfect and weaknesses. God's wisdom far surpasses that of human wisdom. And the weakness of God infinitely surmounts human strength. But Isaac, that's nice. But what about my situation? What does this mean when I'm struggling to provide, protect, and preserve my family? What about all these sufferings I'm having with these illnesses and injuries? What about my uncertainties about my job? My living situation? My relationship? My church? What about the craziness and state of our government? The affairs and politics of this world? What about this? What about that? What about what? Is anything in our life really a win? Because it sure seems like everything is just a big Loss. We can certainly look at how God operates in our lives and wonder in hopelessness of what in the world God is doing. We can wonder with all the whys, all the whats, and all the hows but even if it seems those questions are left unanswered, forgotten, and abandoned. God forever assures us of our gospel joy in Jesus. That joy that knows that whatever has happened to us in our lives, it will turn out for our salvation. And this joy of the gospel will continue to spread like wildfire. Our gospel joy, the forgiveness of sins, true peace, true life, true rest, true eternal deliverance in Jesus cannot be consumed by our life and cannot be dampened by our life. Rather, it's the complete opposite. Our life is a win with Christ. Because of Christ, life now serves us, meaning our present afflictions, conditions, and circumstances magnify Christ, who works all those out for our salvation and his gospel. Everything in our life is a win with Christ. It's a win with Christ. But does that winning stop when our life comes to an end? Does that winning become nothing but a huge loss when death comes? No, not at all. Paul tells us that even death is a win with Christ, and death cannot destroy our gospel joy. Paul writes, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Not only life, But now death even serves us because of Christ. Christ thoroughly defeated death on the cross where he, excuse me, truly and really died so that those believing in him will never die. Will never die. The living Savior has absolute control over death absolute control over death and we can take comfort in that and this may seem a bit of a paradox to say christ has control over death because it seems death is running rampant in this world but christ dictates and determines when death comes but paul still faces this dilemma making him feel hard-pressed by two choices hard-pressed would i prefer to live Would I prefer to die? I do not know, he writes. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Paul recognized that the choice of whether he lived or died wasn't up to him. The Lord would make that choice for him. As ready as he was to go and be with Jesus at any moment, Paul was more ready to go and be living, serving, and working for Jesus until he called him home. And however long he would live for the Lord, he had nothing to fear. Not even death itself, because Christ was in control. Paul and we can not only see that life is a win, but also that death is a win. Death is gain. Christ has, has turned death into something good for his believers, for us, a vehicle into eternal life. Death was once something, was once something that eternally separated us from God and heaven but Christ has upturned that death death no longer paints this harrowing picture of our present life or what is to come death gloriously ushers us into the eternal and joyful communion with God in heaven pure perfection pure bliss no sin no suffering Complete rest. Death cannot destroy our gospel joy. Death is a win with Christ. Such a view helps avoid an undue attachment to this life. This attitude of, I can't and don't want to die. But even if that win, our death, hasn't come yet, it's still, we're still winning. We're still winning because we can rejoice over and proclaim God's grace in Christ. And this helps avoid an undue loathing of this life, this attitude of, there's nothing for me here. Escape is the best option. Our time of grace is a time not to love or loathe this life above God. Nor is it a time to be terrified of death. Death serves Christ. And we are emboldened emboldened all the more to rejoice over God's grace in Christ. And proclaim God's grace in Christ. That gospel joy, that message of life and death are wins with Christ. And we can be convinced of this along with Paul. And know that we will remain and we'll continue on living with each other for our growth and our joy in the faith so that our boasting in Christ will abound, abound in the face of life and death. Since we know how to live because of Christ, we know how to die. Death cannot destroy our gospel joy. Death doesn't dictate how we approach our life, pessimistic, fatalistic, or some radical form of eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow we die. Nor does death dictate our own death, causing us to be consumed with hopelessness, despair, uncertainty, and fear. Death is gain for us. Death is gain for us because it is eternal life in Christ. And the life we have now looks ahead to that eternal life in Christ. Where we will fully bask in our full inheritance of glory and salvation in Jesus. But in the meantime... In this life now, as we see or wonder how God operates in our lives and how he advances his gospel, we can rejoice and boast with Paul about our gospel joy. That gospel joy of forgiveness, peace, deliverance, comfort, and eternal salvation in Jesus Neither life nor death, neither life nor death can dampen or destroy our gospel joy. Life and death are no longer losses. No longer are we stuck in this lose-lose predicament. Rather, in life and death, it's a win-win with Christ. Why? For to us, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about Good News Lutheran Church, visit www.goodnewslc.org.